As always, today's podcast is sponsored by Fire Facilities, makers of reliable, all-American steel fire training structures built the way you train. Fire Facilities towers, burn rooms, and mobile units help you prepare to respond and survive. Jones joined the fire service back in 2006, and he has served as a volunteer, part-time, and full-time firefighter. Eric is currently a captain and a training officer with the Scottsburg, Indiana Fire Department. Captain Jones is passionate about continuing education and training in the fire service. He has worked with several organizations, including the IFIA, which is the Indiana Fire Instructors Association, FDIC, which we all know what that is, IDHS, the, the Indiana Department of Homeland Security, and he's worked with even more developing programs, conducting training, and education boards. He was awarded the 2022 Indiana Fire Instructor of the Year by the Indiana Fire Chiefs Association. He has published articles on social media impacts in the fire service. I need to tell you something. So I cheated and I stole something from Scottsburg. And I didn't yeah. realize I stole it. So uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but my very first logo, right, this isn't the first one, but this is the, the second one. The first one that kind of looked like this was stolen from what yeah. you have on your shirt. So yeah. you had that Maltese, three-sided Maltese. I had three-point yeah. firefighter. So I was all proud about you know, it and, and, and set it up. And then I saw you at a meeting, and I looked at your logo. I said, oh, I just stole it from Scottsburg. <laughs> Actually, I designed this logo. I was uh, uh, did a lot of graphic design work before as I was beginning the fire service and such. So. Yeah, could have yeah. had it. See, I, I should have got a hold of you. So yep. uh, tell me a little bit about Scottsburg, Indiana. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Scottsburg is a small community, a little small city, uh, just right up I-65, about 20 minutes from you in New Albany. Um, we've established in 1910, so we've been around a little bit. Uh, pretty well all volunteer. Uh, in 1995, we had a paid chief, and then from that point on, we've just continue to grow slowly but surely but uh right now uh we are a small combination fire department uh we have full-time part-time and then we still do have at least half the fire department uh is still volunteer uh we responded to two stations make over a little over a thousand calls a year and uh you know we stay pretty busy um we've made a pretty significant name for ourselves in training with our training facility and we're constantly continue to keep growing on that. So wait a minute, the training facility. That's right. Do you mean boop, fire facilities? That's, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We've had that for close to 25 years now. So it's holding up pretty good. It's absolutely, it's excellent. Uh, we have the Lieutenant model. Uh, we've got uh, four stories repel. Uh, we've got an SBA maze built inside it. Uh, we've got a little small knee wall, burn room, ventilation prop, the whole work. So, yeah. That's awesome. I need to come up there and look at it. We talked earlier about me squeezing a look up in there. Um, sure. See, uh, I've been in a ton of those fire facilities, and they just they last. That all still training tower, you, just, you can't uh -huh. go wrong with that. Now, I, I see behind you some articles. Is I take yeah. it those are your – well, tell me about those. Those are awesome. So um, – these are just some ideas that's come to mind as, as, as we all do in the fire service, you know, we, we have a good idea and we sit on it for a while and then 
just kind of thoughts on paper is what I'll call it, you know, and then you, I submit it. And, um, so far I've been pretty well with it. Uh, I have three, um, I have one in the social media impacts and the fire service, you know, uh, we live in a different world today where, you know, we have internet firefighters or people like <laughs> to share material that, or their opinion. And they really don't understand that sometimes it reflects more than just themselves. It reflects their department, the service, everything. Um, another one that we worked on was fire service leadership. Um, pretty much as you know, as a company officer or as a, as a chief officer, it doesn't matter. Um, you obtain much more responsibility. Your job should be 10 times harder with every rank you go. Um, and sometimes that's misunderstood. You know, you, you get some departments where the mindset is, well, if I get to that rank, then I got to do less work. And <laughs> unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, and then the most recent one um, was just a personal and professional assessment. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm somebody that at times, and you know, I get a chance to, you know, some downtime, some personal time, you try to keep yourself in check. Right. And, um, we can talk about that, but, um, I feel that it's important and it's critical that if, if you're going to be a leader, or you're going to make a difference in the, in the fire service or in your career, really, that it's critical that you keep yourself in check to where your goals are. It's so easy to get lost in the, the problems in the fire service and the co- problems with our calls and, and the, the mental trauma and things that takes place that you can get sidetracked from where you originally started or the original goals and purpose that you started or created in your head. And so that's really just an easy way for me to try to make sure that me as myself, that I'm still prepared to do this job and to prepare to, you know, the people underneath me. Um, and it's just, a, it's also a great way that, you know, you can kind of assess your company uh, assess the people on your chat, on your, you know, on your shift and work within your department. So we can talk a little bit more about that as well, but yeah. I'm pretty interested in that stuff. So uh, at my department, uh, we don't do any uh, written evaluations or skill evaluations. Now it's not mm-hmm. a fault on my department. I'm not hit hammering my department. Sure. It's just an objective fact, but they're, they we're working on it. And I think, uh, where it was probably a far off project, I think I can kind of see it coming towards us, which is great. Um, but I personally feel like you have to have some type of, uh, of evaluations in the fire mm-hmm. service. So what have you dealt with at Scottsford? What do you all use? Uh, well, we do just, you know, annual evaluations of everybody's performance and trainings and response to calls and, and the basic things you would see on a department our size. Um, but this is something that's a little different and it's something that I kind of do myself. Um, it's so I'll take it like this. We all, why do we change our oil in our vehicle, right? Change our oil in our vehicle to make sure it's running, make sure it's going to last a length of time and make sure that it's, it's going to be dependable for us. It's the same reason why we go to the doctor or anything else. We make sure our body's checked up, make sure everything is good to go. And ever so often, I feel it's important to keep yourself grounded to remember where are we at? Where am I at? And um, I kind of every time that I would think about this, I would just be walking in circles and, and my head would go around and around and about what am I looking for? What am I trying to measure myself against? And so what I ended up coming up with was was an acronym, KSAP, KSAP, we'll call it. 
mm-hmm. it's knowledge, skill, ability, and personality. And so, you know, when you think about this, and this is in the December of fire engineering of uh, 2022, but it, um, you know, we talk a lot about, do you, you know, your knowledge base as a firefighter, we're all going to be at different levels of experience and different levels of, uh, our interest and our passion in the service. Um, we all work alongside people that are great people, but they don't have the passion as, as you and I or, or other people do. And Hell for yeah. years that used to frustrate me. I used to get so aggravated and why don't these guys love the job or why don't they want to go out here and, 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 and drill or work? Um, and it's hard because you have to understand that not everybody's going to want the same drive as you or, or have the same passion, or same goals. Um, right. But touching base on the knowledge part of things, you know, as to be a good firefighter, especially as a company officer, I feel like it's important that you understand the knowledge in the fire service, history, traditions, the values of what brought all of us this opportunity. Um, it's the greatest job in the world. And you have to be the one that knows, especially if you're a company officer, you got to know the simple things, fire alarm activation, smells and bells, CO alarms. You got to know those basic calls that are you know, as bad as educational or elementary as you can get um, all the way up to the in-depth of, of, of fire behavior and dynamics and flow pass and heat release rates and everything. Right. Those are all absolutely critical. So I feel it's important that we, you know, knowledgeable firefighter. And so when I'm looking at not only myself, but if I'm looking at, you know, people in my on my shift or company or, or just guys in my department. I'm trying to assess I, if I pulled up you. OK, I'm like, all right, Jake, you know, here he is. Is he knowledgeable? Basically, sum it up. Do you know this job? Can you do this job? If you are if I'm absent and you guys are on that call. Do I have 100 percent confident and trust that you guys are going to know what you're doing and not only know what you're doing, but how you're doing it? Mm-hmm. And I've always used the reference. We have a community walking trail in front of our our headquarters and it's used all the time. And I always say I can pull anybody off the street and teach them ventilation or forceful entry or whatever. Give me a little bit of time and I can teach you. The difference is, is that not only do you know how to do it, but why you're doing it and where we're doing that ventilation tactic at or where we're doing this and this make or break the, you know, this incident. So that's the, do you know it part or the knowledge part? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get into the skill. How many firefighters do you work with on a daily basis that probably can't or struggle with some basic fundamentals in firefighting? Okay, you could probably name one or two or five or six, ten. We we can keep going, right? That Mm -hmm. have not much more than their basic fire academy course. They know how to throw a ladder. They know how to advance a hose line. They know how to hook up to a fire department connection. But do they know that same scenario in under, under pressure, under the conditions when somebody's, you know, hanging out that window, um, when there's time to do a vent in search, high angle rescue, anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so can you do this job? Are you, you know, are you John Salkin it out here and, and just the glorify, you know, it, just the, the baddest of the baddest firefighters, you know, and, right. Oh shit, you gotta go. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's the thing is, do you have the skill, you know, 
And so basically, can you do this job? Can you do this job? There's a lot of people that got hired because they passed the agility, they passed their CPAP, they, they interviewed well, but can you do this job? And then the last one is probably the most, is the toughest, and that's the ability. You know, to me, can you manage the company? Can you see, you know, uh, you know your company, you know your guys more than anybody. And if you're not seeing identifying <clears throat> behavioral problems or behavioral changes or lack of motivation, you know, you have to have the ability to address that and to handle that and, and to fix that problem, to motivate, to be that encouragement. So, so, you know, my point with that would be is can you control it? And then the last one is the personality. And that's a little bit more subjective than others because, you know, in this world, you got to be a likable person. You know, you can't be that guy that you can be the best fireman in the world, the, the best manager, the best chief the best fire officer, best fire instructor, doesn't matter. But if no one likes you, then no one's going to follow you. But mm. then again, you can't be that person that says, I'm the most likable guy here, but I can't lead myself at all. I can't even self-discipline myself to be on time. You know, so that's the, that's, that's the most difficult one is to try to make sure that you are maintaining that, that, that level of personality. And for me personally, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. That's something that I struggle with out of all of these. And the reason being is because, you know, I'm so passionate about things and I get so driven about things that sometimes I allow that to be, you know, my frustrations, my irritations to, to kind of spill over. And those are things that I'm working on. So without this, I would have never been able to identify that. So right. I just look at it as that. It's very simple. Knowledge, skill, ability and, and personality. Do, do I know this job? Can I do this job? Can I control this job? And do I have the personality to lead others? And that's kind of where it comes down to. That's awesome. Now, when I became training officer, I had plenty of friends when I became training officer. And then I immediately lost all of them on my Absolutely. department. So I figure now, God forbid I die, but I think my wife and father-in-law are going to have to be my pallbearers. They're going to have to be right. two, at least two of the pallbearers. <laughs> right. And, that, and yeah, that's something that, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Being the training officer is kind of, it's the best job in the world. Don't get me wrong, but you get challenged on some of the silliest things all the time. And it's yes. never, you know, it's, it's different teaching your people versus teaching other people. When you're teaching other people, chances are it's people that want to be there, yes. you know, and they, they like training. They love the job. Yes. When you're teaching your own people, Sometimes they don't want to be there. You know, yeah. training is, is an obstacle, not an opportunity. And not to mention, they know all of your flaws, you know, because yeah. they've, they've worked with you for years. So they're like, right. you're the guy that brought a duck into the firehouse. And then, you know, <laughs> so you're telling me about responsibility. I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, sort of. Right. It, it's um, the best gig going. But, yeah, I like how uh, out of all of those, I, I like the personality part because I really think yeah. that. I don't care how well you command when it comes to fire instructor, by the way, I'm talking about when, sure. when, how, how well you command the material. And mm. I don't care how comfortable you are in front of people. If you cannot connect with your students on some level, yeah. then it's all for naught. We've all had those classes with people that have the monotone. Uh, they oh, take yeah. themselves way too seriously. And one of the things that uh, Aaron Fields said in, in one of the podcasts yep. I got to do with him was, 
he doesn't see himself as an instructor, but sort of a peer coaching kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, that, that might be semantics, but if you think about it, put yourself in that mindset, it kind of helps a little bit. It's mm-hmm. little things like I like sitting down when I'm teaching my guys. Like I will mm-hmm. sit down at their level instead of standing up and walking around. Uh, I think little things like that kind of help you to connect. Um, now you get to, uh, well, I tell you what, let me back up here a second. You, you kind of yes. got me intrigued on the social media article. Tell me about that. So, yeah, that one was my first one. I, I don't, I think it was 2019, but it just, you know, I seen that the fact that there are so many firefighters that, um, are sharing again, uh, their, their, their views and their opinions and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's what social media is for, right? That's what, that's what makes yeah. it great. Right. <laughs> but, um, I feel like it's, it's, it's used in an inappropriate manner. Um, I think again, when we all share things, uh, we're not thinking about it first. You know, we're, there's been t- how many firefighters in the area or all of this country that you're reading now are losing their jobs because of, oh, yeah. um, things that's being said or something that was said, you know, a year ago or two years ago. Um, and I think we need to be a lot more smarter and, and more sensitive to what we're posting or sharing or, or anything like that or commenting on because you're representing again, not only yourself, but, your department, your community, and the, the service as a whole. And um, that's the last thing I want is somebody to, to ruin the image of, of their community or their department or their, or their service because of an ignorant statement or comment. And um, a lot of times also with the social media aspect is, and there's so many great training platforms online now. And I think that's, those are great, right? We got to go stay yeah. along with technology. But I also feel that the problem is, is that it, pulls us away from the training ground and they watched a video on YouTube and now they're a professional person <laughs> on, on force splintery or whatever. Right. And so I think there's some, there's some significant impacts with social media. Obviously without social media, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. Um, we wouldn't be able to share information um, out as efficiently as, as we could. Uh, but I also feel that it, it creates another problem in just another medium that we have is especially as in the, in training world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing, uh, I teach a fire Academy class for, we're actually currently in one right now, um, every year. And I have for over well, 11 years now straight. And when COVID happened, that was the year we, we set out obviously, but I thought I set out to do that because when I first joined the fire department, you know, there's a few people that had firefighter one and two and hazmat training and that kind of didn't set with me. So I was like, we're going to do this. And I was a young instructor. I was, I, I look back at some of those classes now and I'm like, Whoa, you know, I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, but it's been great. It's really blossomed into, um, something that people look forward to. I already have two people waiting for next year's class in January, 2024. So, oh, wow. It's we've made a pretty good, you know, impression and name for ourselves in that. Um, the fire facilities training helps us with that, obviously, with our tower. And um, <laughs> there good you go. Good work in, by the way. Um, good work in. Uh, but we got a really nice training facility. Uh, we're constantly keeping growing on it and building on it. Um, but we have usually twenty to twenty-five people every year in the class, and it's from Clark, Floyd, 
Jackson, Washington, Jefferson, Scott, everywhere around. So it's it's uh, something I'm proud of being a part of, and and uh, we're making a difference in people that may not have had that opportunity anywhere else. So just trying to help the little guy, you know. That's amazing, and that's awesome, dude. I mean, and that's at its very core what the fire department is. It is is brothers helping brothers, and it's easy to lose um, lose that vision as you go along. I know I have. Right. I, yep. I've had my down times. Uh, I haven't always been this handsome and this awesome. I know you're thinking, oh, my God, you've always been a beautiful man and so good at your job. But guess what? That's right. not the case. <laughs> but uh, it's people like you that keep me motivated talking to people like you uh, and, and others that makes me realize that because I made a bunch of mistakes in the past doesn't mean that I have to make them in the future. And this is kind of my self-imposed penance. Right. Uh, I struggled at first admitting some of the stupid stuff I did, right? Uh, <laughs> and I took my, once you take your ego out of it and realize, hey, somebody else can learn from a mistake. Not everybody has to do what you did. <clears throat> so I think that helps. Uh, it's kind of therapeutic uh, with this podcast. Yep. When, when somebody brings something up, I go, hey, I used to be an asshole like that. Hey, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's realistic. I mean, um, and everybody I've talked to in my podcast have been very open and honest Super humble. And they're like, yeah, like I remember the first one I did with Jared Sergi and I just yeah. such a, Got a fanboy over the guy and yeah, great book. Right. Yep. And uh, he said like, yeah, I have downtimes too, man. I come to work and I don't want to hit a lick. I don't want to do anything. And yep. I remember when I heard that, I was like, wait, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you can really be a go-getter in this industry right. and care about your job, love your job, realize that the, vic the, no, hopefully not victims, the community is number one. And still have bad days and still make sure. mistakes and, and never be a hundred percent perfect guy. I've, I've met only one person in almost 30 years that, uh, told me what a great firefighter he, he was, uh, unsolicited. Uh, probably disagree, but just the yeah. fact that he had to bring it up kind of made me think, huh? And yeah. now having gone to conferences and classes and, and all that other stuff and have met the actual real deals. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know if that guy is really that good. Yeah. I, that's something I've, <clears throat> as we mature and as we grow, um, it's something that I've, right. That's something I've just, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> something I've, you know, kind of turned a new leaf on and turned is in the past year or two, I've really tried to, you know, acknowledge uh, people that's just, played a role in your, in your, in your career. Um, I think it's important. I mean, sometimes we, we wait until they retire to say, some, you know, praise them or, or to say some, uh, you know, kind words about them, uh, or to share them or tag them in something. Um, why do we wait until they're retired or they're, you know, at their last turn of, the, of their careers or they're, they're passed away at this point, you know, at that point, I mean, so I really feel like it's important to, you know, just to appreciate the people that uh, have been a part of your career, it's helped you be successful or just been an encouragement or motivation. And, and um, you know, that was one of the, the things that we, that we had talked about as far as the, uh, I, made, I made a post probably two or three weeks ago in regards to the, I think that torch that us as instructors have and the responsibility that it we carry to, to make the next people behind us, you know, better. Um and at the end of that, I actually included several people that I feel are, you know, and I could went out with more, but I mean, there's a lot of people, Jared and, and it, I mean, LJ was just on the, on your podcast and those guys are, 
are motivating guys, you know, the, the mm-hmm. words that they, that they share. But on, as far as like on a personal level for me, you know, I've met you a couple of times and, and I enjoy the podcast. I think the, the things that you're doing with the basement fires and the 1403 is, is incredible. And, um, you know, you got a great personality to follow. So I enjoy oh, come that. On. When you, when, I enjoy you that. Ask me, you're going to ask me out on a date. The answer is yes. The answer well, is at the end yes. Of it, at the end of it. We gotta wait till <laughs> the end. So kind but words, I, brother. Thank you. Thank you so but much. But I, and I, and I, and I mentioned that, uh, uh, John Schaefer that just took the director's position at DHS, great friend yeah. of mine. He is, I couldn't have been more happy for him to have that position. Um, he's done a lot for me. Um, and has got me in the door with a lot of things with FDIC, the fire instructors association, um, several other things as well. So I'm, you know, I feel like it's important to, to you know, to recognize him. And then one that's very close and dear to you is, uh, Mr. Bill Banta. So oh, I know that chief Billy Banta, I know it's just, uh, I had to put him in there because I've uh, worked with him before yes. and <laughs> no, Bill's I love a the guy. guy. I, I love the guy, but he doesn't listen to this podcast. Come on, let's. He, he doesn't do that. Uh, yeah. So uh, for those listening, we're talking about uh, Bill Banta. He's the chief of Georgetown Fire Department, which is kind of yeah. sort of in between me and uh, Eric. He was on my department and before that. He was there, and then he was at yep. Jeffersonville Fire Department, and he yep. retired from Louisville Fire Department. Right. Tons of experience. Uh, right. Great instructor. Love the guy to death. He's about two and a half feet tall. Uh, and he, he's most of that's mustache, but I right. love the guy. Oh yeah, for super, sure. super nice guy. All so mustache. he got me on the racetrack, uh, at Indianapolis motor speedway. I was on the fire rescue team up there and he did it for probably close to 20 years. I don't know, but, um, uh, and he got on, so I got a chance to do that with him and that was great. Now, do you know Worley? Uh, do, you, do you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Love me some Worley yeah. too. He works for my fire department. Great guy. Yeah. He's still up there. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I he think he is. Him and his wife both. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, Worley's uh, uh, one of those guys you can plug in anywhere in the fire service, and he's going to make it better. Great guy. He's another great guy. guy that is just mostly mustache. Another another guy that's just mostly mustache. I'm just jealous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so that was part one with Eric Jones. He's a great guy. Uh, he lives close by. I'm very fortunate to ha- have meetings and talk training with him. Uh, stand by for part two. It's coming next Monday. You're going to love it. Our podcast today was sponsored by Fire Facilities. This Made in America company is dedicated to constructing top quality custom training structures to meet your needs. Make your training count with all steel structures that are made to last. Visit firefacilities.com for more details.